is seven minutes to four o'clock. It's read aloud time. It is workers' day. So here are some, I think, quite good poems about various aspects of work. Walt Whitman's I Hear America Singing is the first. I hear America singing, the varied carols I hear. Those of mechanics, each one singing his as it should be, blithe and strong. The carpenter singing his as he measures his plank or beam. The mason singing his as he makes ready for work or leaves off work. The boatman singing what belongs to him in his boat, the deck and singing on the steamboat deck. The shoemaker singing as he sits on his bench, the hatter singing as he stands, the woodcutter's song, the ploughboy's on his way in the morning, or at noon, intermission, or at sundown, the delicious singing of the mother or the young wife at work, or of the girl sewing or washing, each singing what belongs to him or her and to no one else. The day what belongs to the day, at night the party of young fellows, robust, friendly, singing with open mouths their strong, melodious songs. Obviously, that's from a time long past. This is a poem called The Dignity of Ushers by Al McGuinness. Their authority did not unfold from ironed white shirts and thin ties, or from the funereal seriousness that struck their acne-splashed faces, but because they stood heir to our native faith in light. So we followed the thin white waver of beams they pointed down aisles to seats we never thought of refusing. It was the first job I wanted, especially after birthday outings far from home showed me the glowing outfits worn by big city ushers, their get-ups a blend of doorman and military dictator, as gaudy and fine as the plots of movies my Saturdays were swallowed by. None of us knew as they took us into the artificial light of the cinema, that they walked the path of the pin-setter, the blacksmith, or elevator operator, professions reduced to curiosity by wandering time. Only in the quick steps of floor salesmen, the slim backs of hostesses bringing us to our tables, do they remain. The artful flutters of their flashlights, lost in dark we are left to find our own way through. And then Laura Lynn Brown's poem called Food Service. The overseer of meats at Millman's cafeteria would slice a life, uh, would plate a slice of meatloaf when he saw my brother in line. The morning window woman at community bakery knows without asking, cinnamon donut, coffee with cream. When the angry woman in the wheelchair sends back her eggs on Christmas Eve, the night manager who remembers I had a blueberry waffle last time cracks two in a bowl, takes the whisk from the cook and beats till fluffy, teaching this is how she likes them. The snow globe repairman. Have you ever wondered who repairs snow globes when they stop working? Crawford looks at his hands with their knuckles like tectonic plates, cradling a seeping globe that encloses the pyramids of Giza, like his wife's breast and the frayed head of the old retriever. So much the same how they fit within his palm, in a glass cupola, V's of geese tilt north past New York City, the peace arch and hula girl sway in a slurried snow. They all come to him here, every dreamt destination, every journey's souvenir lies unwrapped, nested in a newspaper from puff keepsy or brown parchment. What a woman wants to preserve of the grotto at the bay of Chonca del Marina rests in a tangle of pliers and glue, tubes of glitter in gold, silver, and the occasional blue. 
He knows something of purity's formula, can mix up water sweet enough not to cloud or green. He examines a curve for imperfection, a flaw like a mar on a peach that needs the tender knife. And although on this particular day he enters the workshop more slowly, and cups heat first in a fist to limber up stiff joints, he recalls well enough similar evenings when the light was going, when she waited for him to finish, how her voice travelled across the field as she called him home for dinner. They spoke of Paris at the orchard gate. He stretches tendons for the delicate work of repair, heaven's dome fixed securely above. That's from a poet called Anne M. Doe Overstreet. Um, Philip Levine's poem, What Work Is. Uh, now, I beg your pardon, we're going to do the secretary chant, I think, uh, next. The secretary chant. My hips are a desk. From my ears hang chains of paper clips. Rubber bands form my hair. My breasts are quills of mimeograph ink. My feet bare casters. Buzz, click. My head is a badly organized file. My head is a switchboard where crossed lines crackle. Press my fingers and in my eyes appear credit and debit. Zing, tinkle. My navel is a reject button. From my mouth issue cancelled reams. Swollen, heavy, rectangular. I am about to be delivered of a baby Xerox machine. File me under W, because I once was a woman. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed those.